We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. E. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Teacher Cast Podcast, coming to you live from the birthplace of Rocky Balboa in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with your host, Jeff Bradbury. Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night, September the 15th, 2013 at 930. And this is the first ever episode of the Principal Cast. Now, my name is Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast.net. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Tonight is a real treat. It is the first ever fully live broadcast featuring three amazing principals from all across the country. And they have asked me to come on today and introduce their show. And they are very, very interested in talking to you about what it takes to be a principal. What kind of tech are you doing? And uh, I want to swing the show over before too long to the beautiful and wonderful principal from Wisconsin, Miss Jessica Johnson. Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for that great intro, Jeff. <laughs> well, um, I, I w- at this point, I will pass the show over to you and uh, have a good time. Okay, so this is the first full live um, podcast because the first one totally didn't work. Um, we are going to be calling ourselves the Principal Podcast. So if you're on Twitter, it's hashtag Principal Podcast, even though it's been admin cast today too. But Principal Podcast, the podcast keeping principals connected and learning together. Um, or else we can also say we're defying heat and picking up where Australian principals leave off. <laughs> we'll explain that joke later maybe. Um, we have with us tonight Teresa. That was Spike, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> just a real quick, just just a real quick uh, jump in. We're actually doing principal cast, not principal podcast, because oh, that's the really, it's, it's principal, principal cast. cast? Yes, for real. Principal cast. Yeah, I know. I was going to say that, but I didn't. I tweeted it out all yeah. wrong tonight. Okay. Oh goodness. So delete the whole intro, everybody. Just pretend you didn't hear that. All right. So we have. It's only with the second us... time we've done this now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Introduce yourself, Teresa. All right, my name is Teresa Stagger, and I am a first-year principal in uh, in Michigan, just outside of Detroit. And I was a music teacher for eight years, 
and I worked in the business world for a little while, and now I am a first-year administrator. So I am the newbie of the group, and uh, and it's great. Good times. And uh -huh. off to, over to Spike now. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Spike Cook. I'm principal at uh, Bacon Elementary School in located in southern New Jersey, and I've been there for about two and a half years. Prior to that, I spent some time in higher education and also... Uh, did some time as a guidance counselor, vice principal, teacher, a uh, bunch of different things. So I look forward to uh, participating tonight, and I think we have a couple cool things to talk about, and uh, hopefully you'll get something out of this. All right, and I am Jessica Johnson. I'm elementary principal in the middle of Wisconsin. Um, this is my six years in elementary principal. Before this, I've been in Arizona and also in Minnesota. All right, so we've got um, just a, a list of things that we'll be talking about each time we're here. We'll be talking about what's been happening with us. We'll have a question from the newbie, that's Teresa, or any other newbies can ask questions if they want to. We'll share something awesome, um, talk about something in the news and education, and then principles to follow on Twitter. So first up, what's been happening? Um, what's been happening with you, Teresa? Oh, goodness. This, uh, this week for us was the end of the first full week of school, my first full week, so that was really exciting. Um, it was nice to get through an entire week with the kids, uh, just being, you know, in it. We did have, um, we did have a, a rough week. I know most of the country was, at least in the Midwest, we were in a heat wave up here, and we don't have air conditioning in our building. So uh, the heat indices, indexes, whatever, however you pluralize that, uh, we're up at about 106 by the end of the day. So it was a rough couple days, but um, everybody was <laughs> everybody was great about it. The kids were good. So that was great. And uh, this week I got my final approvals for our one-to-one -one iPad program, which we plan Yay. to. Uh, I know. I'm so excited. We, we're starting in October uh, with the fourth graders, and then we're going to roll out the whole school in January. And so I'll be ordering them tomorrow. So that's my week. <laughs> it's a good one. That is so exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. And Jess, I know that you're doing a one-to-one -one iPad program too, and I'd be interested to see if anyone else watching or anyone else listening um, on the replay uh, is doing a one-to-one -one iPad program because that would definitely be uh, be interesting to, to share stories and, and ideas. Oh, definitely, yeah. We're one-to-one I, with iPads in every grade, all the way from preschool through fifth grade, and we are just starting to. So I'd love to, love to connect with other principals in the same boat there. Uh, all right, what's happening in your world, Spike? Uh, well, I was joking with uh, Jessica and Teresa earlier in the week when they were saying how hot it was, and then the heat did get to uh, southern New Jersey. We had a couple of days that were really hot, um, but we survived our first full week. Uh, we started. Last uh, last Friday, so we had like one day, and then we had the weekend off. So this was our full first full week, and um, you know, basically what we focus on this week was just establishing norms, and you know, having all this, the kids understand what our ex expectations are for our school. We use the uh, positive behavior uh, support in schools uh, philosophy. So we have three simple rules for the kids to understand: be safe, be responsible, be respectful. And uh, so we made sure that we really uh, focus on that. So I, I observe teachers in all uh, capacities, uh, whether it's in the hallway, classroom, 
cafeteria, outside for recess, you know, just going over what those rules and expectations are. Um, you know, kindergarten teachers taking the kids out and uh, showing them what a fire drill looks like and, you know, our, uh, you know, all our special area teachers getting a chance to know the new kids and uh, get everything started. So it was a really great um, fresh start to the new year. Uh, our overall theme this year is it's all about respect. And uh, so a little bit later, I'll talk about how our staff got together and uh, you know, made a video for that. So, but other than that, I would say it was a really good week. I know for myself, uh, a bunch of administrative meetings that I had to uh, organize and, and just make sure that we have everybody's uh, support you know, throughout the district. I'm in a very large district uh, where we have 11 schools. Um, so sometimes uh, it's difficult to... Uh, to manage, you know, where you know how you see yourself in in one elementary school, you know, you're one of six elementary schools, but then to also see yourself in the entire district, you know, as being one of eleven, so um, that really takes on a um, a challenge at the beginning of the year because we're vying for everybody's attention. We want you know everybody, all the supervisors and superintendents and whatnot to come to our school, but you know they have to get around to everybody else. But uh, it was a great great week. Oh, great. Well, I have had a pretty smooth second week um, of the school year, I guess, which is really nice, knock on wood, um, which is great because I've been kind of hiding in my office for the past couple of days working on getting us ready for map testing, unfortunately, and I don't like to be in my office. Um, actually, I like to talk about principals getting out of the office, which um, I, this last week, um, for one day, I did present um, an instructional coaching um, session um, to a bunch of other principals, and then on Tuesday of next week, um, I'll be uh, presenting that in a webinar with Shira Leibowitz and Kathy Perrette um, on the Principal Center. Um, so that's pretty exciting. I like talking about that even though I've been sitting in my office. Um, and I do just want to give a shout out to Akivi who I know is watching live right now tonight. I'm not sure if we've got any other um, people watching us live, um, maybe laughing at our first uh, podcast here, <laughs> how we're doing. Um, so we're glad to have you here. All right, so let's share. Um, oh, how about a question from the newbie? Teresa, do you have any questions for us tonight? You know what? We had um, Jessica Spike and I uh, use Voxer throughout the week, and we do a lot of our chatting and discussing um, it, you know, it's nice to have when you're. I, I remember when I when I first got this this job, someone said to me, "It's very lonely at the top, so make sure that you connect with as many principals as you can, because you're, it's not like it was when you were a teacher, where you're in the building and you can talk to everybody about what's going on." So, um, you know, Jessica, Spike, and I have kind of uh, created this cohort that is really nice because we can kind of vent um, in a safe place and. Um, and you know, bounce ideas off of each other. And one of the questions that came up this week um, was regarding school Facebook pages and what you do and what you don't do and things like that. So I think that that would be a good thing for us to discuss this week: is what you have on your Facebook page, um, et cetera, et cetera. We have a chatter, uh, a chat in the the website chat box. If you want to share with us. Um, if you're live and you want to share with us what Josie is here from Poughkeepsie Day School and um, she is, uh, so Josie if you have a Facebook page and you want to share with us that would be great. But um, I guess I'll start with with mine. Um, I have a, a personal Facebook page obviously but we have a, a, um, a school Facebook page that was set up before 
before I came in, and the people who have access to post on it are myself, the athletic director, the um, school board, school uh, advisory council president, and then um, I think there's one other parent who works with the athletics. And so those are the people, the only people, oh, and the religious education director, because we're in a Catholic school, they are the only people who have the ability to post as the name of the page. But we have the parents who follow us, and so we use it for really for broadcasting information, um, but we really haven't had any issues with people posting um, questions, things like that. If they have a question, they send us a direct message or a, a you know a personal message on on um, Facebook. But we really haven't had any issues with people posting directly on the page. Um, but you know, it's worked okay for us so far. But I know um, we discussed that that wasn't the case in all of our buildings. So mm -hmm. does anybody else want to jump in? Sure, yeah. So we've got a Facebook page um, for my elementary, and I'm so far right now the only person who posts on it. I would love to open it up eventually to teachers um, so that they can be you know, posting great things that are happening in the school, and it's not just me. But for now, it's just me, um, and it's been really great, um, great feedback from parents that like getting information that way. Um, and for the most part, haven't had any issues with parents um, putting anything inappropriate in the comments. Um, I did just recently have that, but I really think the issue is that the parent doesn't realize the difference between commenting publicly versus sending me a message. So um, that's something we're kind of working on. Um, and I did um, chat with um, Melinda Miller. Um, she's mmmmiller7571 on Twitter. Um, she, she had said that she actually at the beginning of each year and then a couple times throughout the year will post something like, you know, remember this, this page is viewable by students and we want to model for them and let's make sure that anything we comment on is appropriate for them. And um, I just thought that was a great idea too because then it's, um, you know, making sure that, that they all know what, what that's viewable for. And then also stating on there that if you have any concerns, contact me personally, not on the Facebook page. So those were some helpful tips. That is a really good tip. Yeah, it was interesting. We had, um, we started our Facebook page uh, last year. There, there was a Facebook page uh, prior to me getting there, and I just, I don't know if anyone remembers who started it, what the um, password was, so as as I kept posting on it and trying to drum up interest, I was like, well, we might as well just start our own page, our new page. So we did that. We have a, a handful of teachers that are able to uh, post on it, and most of them are, um, you know, pushing out their blogs or pushing out just various information. The situation that happened this week, ironically, um, was there was a parent that wasn't very happy with a situation that happened uh, with their child. And it's very interesting because we talk about like online um, responsibility and expectations um, and, and you hear a lot about how people have different, they act differently online than they do in person. Uh, so I was actually out of the building uh, mm -hmm. when I heard about all this. My son was sick. Um, so as I said, we had our first full week. I didn't even work a whole week. I was off a day so already. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> But, you know, I'm getting all this information, and, uh, you know, I was thinking, wow, it probably is one of our new parents, you know, that was posting on their Facebook, not, not ours, but on their Facebook about, you know, how they were 
not very happy with, with the situation that happened at school. Well, it turns out that once I got back to school and I figured out who the person was, I was like, wow, that's very interesting because it just didn't, it just didn't uh, sit well with me the way I know that person. Um, they're, they're rather involved with the school and oftentimes are very helpful uh, throughout the school. So basically, it just took a conversation to say, do you know that sometimes you put this stuff out there, you may be venting, but it may be seen as different from other for other people, and uh, it's it's so interesting because, like I said, it just would not fit that person's personality. Yet when you're on when you're online, uh, everyone does take on a different persona. Yeah, that's true. I think, um, you know, it's the and that it kind of goes along with the cyberbullying issue that um, that most things are are dealing with now. Is it um, people are so much more brave online than they are in person because when you have that face-to-face -face, you can see the reaction people sometimes tend to back off but there's no because there's no face-to-face -face and you can't see emotionally what's happening it's like there's no it's almost like there's nothing stopping you from saying exactly what you think and then when people start liking it or adding comments to it it just fuels the fire so you're right you're right it's it's a it's a sticky situation though and when I see people post uh, just who are my friends and they may post something about their their child's education or something like that, like granted, like at the end of August, you'll see a lot of, you know, just do you have Mrs. So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so, uh, and then you start seeing all these comments and stuff come in, and uh, right. I, I rarely get involved with those. But a, a friend of mine, his wife had posted something about a project uh, that their child had to do. And I reluctantly just said, what was the rubric? You know, how are they getting evaluated? And so therefore I was in that thread. So every time like one of her friends saw that, you know, that post that she made, which was, it was simple. It was something like, you know, here's the picture of, you know, his all about me and the, the teacher wanted more, wanted less white space on the poster and, you know, I'm really frustrated by this, and I'm trying to do the best that I can. Like she was just trying to put it out there, I thought. But then the comments and the comments that kept coming in, I was like, why did I even get involved in the spread? Because they were they had nothing to do like what what I was asking, like about a, a rubric or anything like that. It was just, what do these teachers do all day? They just <laughs> they have nothing better to do. Like I was like, oh, why did I even get involved in this? So. Um, you know, but then again, like I look at it from another perspective, like there is, you know, that's no different than the conversations that happen in people's houses or at the soccer fields or something like that. So unless I feel like somebody's being completely over the top, um, I, you know, I think it's just part of this, you know, it, it is where people vent, you know, I mean, we have right. teachers that I've had conversations with during the day, they go home and they make a comment on Facebook about how they're feeling and I think to myself, was that directed at me? You know, so. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that's not just. <laughs> but it's just their way of. I mean, that's what people do. I, 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 I don't do that. So, there we go. Yeah, you know, I think part of like you just said, Spike, that you know, it's the venting, which is we all vent. I think the the big difference though is that when you're venting at the soccer field or you're venting to your husband or your wife when you're at home. It's said and it's done. But when you're posting on when you're posting on Facebook, it's there. It's memorialized on that page forever, and that's uh, 
that that makes it a little bit harder to deal with because you go, okay, well, if it's said out loud, it was said, it's done. But when it's posted on there, then you have to decide, do I leave it there so that other people can see it and continue the venting process? Do you mute it? Do you hide it? You know, do you take care of it right away? I think that's the struggle with, with Facebook is that it's it's always there. Yeah. Yeah. And I did have a couple that I, I decided to hide their comments. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the most difficult thing is I, I've heard uh, this this happen before. It's like, you know, you may have you may be faced with something like where you you're the the next principal uh, that that a child may have had, and they they uh, you know were very vocal about past problems that they may have had. You know, maybe not even understanding the language that the principal spoke. We we talked about that earlier, where you know you have uh, you're the person who follows an Australian principal. And um, and people will make comments like they don't even understand this person. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was like so. <laughs> so we'll just have to see what that joke is. So so some parents were upset with the principal who was from Australia and has an Australian accent, and he's in Wisconsin, um, and wanted him fired. So that's just become our joke. Um, <laughs> wanted him fired because he doesn't speak English. He speaks English. He just has an he Australian English, accent. Yeah. So, for those of you who have chatted with us before, know that we're on Voxer and we box each other back during the day with funny stories. And some Australian principal hacked into Spike's Voxer account and was leaving me messages each day. Crazy. And and but, I think he was upset about all that stuff that was going on on Facebook. But I mean, what can yeah. you do? I bet he was. But you know what? I can listen to the Australian accent all day, so it's totally okay with me. That's right. All right. Well, now oh, let's funny. move on from that. <laughs> yeah. So we do have um, in the. Hold on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep all the chats together. <laughs> I don't know how you're my, doing it. I'm not, uh, Teresa. Not well. <laughs> um, Josie Holford uh, from Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie Day School says that they have their Facebook. They have one, and they are seven likes away from a thousand. So that's exciting. Wow. Oh, that's Day awesome. School. Yeah. Facebook.com/slash Poughkeepsie Day School. I'm gonna get them and, another uh, like. I know, absolutely. I wonder, we should, she's so on the chat on the, the I'm Twitter curious chat. how many how big her school is to have that, you know, to, is uh, it a large Josie, school do you, to have if, that many? Josie, if you're still on and you can hear us, can you let us know how long, how big your school is? I how think many the students real question, we have? The real question is how do you spell Poughkeepsie? P O U G H K E E P S I E. Wasn't that an episode of Friends? Yes, from <laughs> Poughkeepsie. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, there's a lot. I will. I will send it out. Yeah, can you send that out? Yeah, there's a, Make sure we get to a thousand. I will. There's a Poughkeepsie Day School, and I will tweet it with the hashtag. And um, and she is listening. She just replied. She's still listening. Oh, Thanks great. for staying with us, Josie. Yeah, there you go, Josie. <laughs> awesome. Right. Awesome. Um, okay. So, Josie, since you're listening, if you could let us know how many students you have in your school, that would be awesome. And then the other, the other, um, or the other text that we got in the on the hashtag is from. Um, am I saying it right? Akivi. Akivi. How do you say your name? I always botch it. I think it's Akivi. Akivi. Okay. Akivi. Akivi. Thank you. He says that um, NMHS principal, who is Eric um, Meininger. I always say his name wrong too, but. Eric Scheninger, thank you, is an expert when it comes to school social media and policies, and that's totally true. And, and um, I would add Joe Mazza also. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
Um, I, I think, was actually going to bring him up later on today. If you looked at oh. our show notes, so. Well, I was thinking. Uh-huh. Don't steal my thunder. Come on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. <laughs> All right. Moving on with topics. Our next um, part of our topics is something awesome. This could be anything that any of us want to share. That's just awesome. You want to start us out, Spike? I would, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this out. Um, one of the things I, I was I, I talked a little bit about it last week, um, but um, I was chosen to do the um, the keynote address for our um, for our district, and like I said earlier, we have a very large district, so I think we probably had like 12, 1,300 employees. Uh, so doing the um, uh, doing the keynote was was a was a lot. I mean, and I and I put a lot of time and effort into it, and it had to be on. All I was given was that it had to be on innovation. So um, I shared the story of Sadia, who is my uh, guidance counselor's daughter. And she was at school, um, I want to say like towards the end of the school year last year, like sometime in June. And we just happened to be talking, and um, she showed me her iPad. And of course, we're talking about things. And I was like, Do you have anything, you know, cool or interesting, you know, that's that that you want to show me? And she showed me the um, the app Video Star, and she showed me this video that she worked on, and it was amazing. And I was really taken back by it. So I asked her to finish it. And uh, it's really funny because I, I talked to my guidance counselor uh, later on, and she said, "Okay, yeah, Sadie finished it." Um, and it was like, she's like, "I don't know how much she spent on all these apps." Video Star is free, but then the more effects that you want to do, uh, it 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 becomes a little bit more. You know, if you want to get you know different apps, you have to upgrade. And um, she spent a lot of money on it, but anyway. Um, I did a post on her, and I and I utilize her in my um, in my overall uh, keynote. And and basically, the what what I find interesting is how one kid could influence teachers and administrators and really a whole school district. So I use her and uh, as an example. And uh, if you'll see on my post. Uh, I basically take you through like, you know, here's me, I'm trying to talk about innovation, you know, I'm on social media, connecting with principals and educators throughout the country and throughout the world, and here's a, you know, here's a little, you know, girl going into fifth grade that was able to, you know, kind of show me something different uh, that I was able to share with my district, and then what my staff did was take that and say, well, we're going to have to do something with this. So our theme, as I said earlier, is um, it's all about respect. So we made a vo- or we made a uh, video star uh, video with uh, Aretha Franklin's respect. So we got all of the teachers and custodians and uh, secretaries, everybody got involved, and we made that uh, video. And that was our welcome back video. So it was really cool. And then I sent the post out today, um, and I talked to her mom. And uh, she was just she's just so proud because she was thinking, you know, how how just a single conversation, you know, with Sadia, how could that have impacted, uh, you know, me so much, and then and then take that to the next level, and then it just kept going and going with all these people uh, who are who now know the story of Sadia. That's really cool. I I enjoyed okay. reading your post today on that, um, and I want to see the respect video. That sounds like fun. Cool. Yeah, it's in that post, so I'll, um, you know, 
I will send that out now, and uh, basically the, the, the post is, you know, who's going to be your savior? So who's going to be the person uh, this year, the kid? That's really what I was trying to get at. Um, who's going to be the kid that's going to be your your inspiration, you know, and, and I and I said this in the speech, I said, you know, Sadie is an entrepreneur, Sadie has dreams, she has ideas, she has passions. Is you know? she, oops, sorry, <laughs> Spike, is she the one that um, just got on Twitter this week and it, like her, um, like her Twitter profile says she's an entrepreneur and uh, I don't know, I didn't some, know she Some student on. just started following me and I thought it was you who recommend when she asked who she asked who should I follow that knows how to really use Twitter for good purposes and then I thought it was you or maybe it was Tony that replied to follow me and a couple others. Oh um, yeah, I don't and I know. had no idea who this girl was, but I thought sure I'll follow you if you're like a ten-year-old yeah. entrepreneur. I can learn yeah. something from you. Well, I call her like an entrepreneur because she's she you know entrepreneurs you know are are people who do things differently. They they take chances, they take risks, and uh, it's so funny because when I talk to her mom, she's like yeah. She's yeah. She takes some risk, and you know, so she sees it like from the parent perspective. Oh no, nope. I but, just yeah. that's not that's not who it was. It was somebody, oh, okay. somebody else. But but okay. um, you know, here's a great. She has you know, and and what the the real point that I tried to make with everyone is like you know, who's ready to step on those dreams and extinguish the passion and curtail those ideas? Nobody would answer yes to that, but very often. I find that we do, and we don't even realize that we do it. You know, how often do we really listen to students? Do we really um, kind of get engaged with what they want to do and how they want to be, you know, as as human beings? Um, so then I basically said, you know, how she impacted all of us, and then, you know, who are you going to learn from this year? And, and like I said, who's going to be your savior? That's very cool. Awesome. All right, Teresa, your turn. My turn. Um, what the what I heard the most when I came in uh, to the school that I'm at now is that communication was severely lacking uh, with the the formal the former administrator. So I have done everything I possibly can to almost I feel like I'm almost overloading the communication. But the parents love it. We have a Twitter feed. We have the Facebook page. I'm constantly posting pictures of what the kids are doing in the classrooms. Um, we have we have forms that um, that the parents fill out that say that we can put the kids' pictures online, and we do have a few that say that they can't. So we just make sure that they're not in the pictures. But um, we have each each of the teachers. I'm uh, working with them to get a Twitter feed on their class website so that so that the parents can see daily what's happening in the classroom and then like when we this week when the, it was so hot we were sending tweets home all day we were sending face we were putting on Facebook what we were doing to keep the kids cool throughout the day so what I did was I was using iMovie which if you have a Mac it comes with um, I used iMovie to create a real short podcast it was a like two and a half maybe three minute just quick rundown. I made a little list that I put on my computer keyboard and I just read down the different things that were happening throughout the week and the parents loved it. They loved it. They were sending it to each other. They were putting notes on it. They were they were so just so thankful that we were taking so much time and care into making sure that they knew what was happening in our school. So um, iMovie, like I said, totally free if it comes with the um, if it comes, if you have a Mac, and if not, there are a ton of different um, quick 
programs that you can use. I know Dell has a uh, computer, you know, a camera that comes in it, but um, I know my parents really appreciated it. And so I'll tweet out the link to that as well. It was just, a, like I said, a really quick video. It's not going to mean much to, you know, anyone outside of our building, but at least you can see, you know, the format that we did it in. Teresa, um, that's, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to jump in, Jess, ahead. but I just want to say, like, I, like, it is so awesome to see what you're doing, um, you know, in, in a week, you know, or a week or two. Yeah, as a first-year principal. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm so envious of you because you have, um, you know, completely uh, gotten engaged with being, a, you know, a connected uh, administrator and, you know, telling the story of your school. And um, I just, I love hearing that kind of stuff because, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I, I need some time, you know, let me, I, I, I'm going to get to that, you know, and I think what you've done right. is you've just said, like, you know, this is it and this is who I am and um, I hope that your your teachers and, and your parents, um, you know, appreciate that because it's a lot of work that I know that you mm -hmm. work very hard, um, but that's awesome that you did that. Thank sorry, you. Yeah, good for you, Teresa. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, I Thank was just going to say, um, Kurt Reese, he also does videos um, to inform parents of what's going on, and he's got some regular mm -hmm. fifth graders who do those, um, record those videos with him, and they've got, you know, their, I think, a Ustream account and U YouTube channels oh, and whatever, cool. and um, they have a really fun time with those, and someday I might get around to that, too. Um, <laughs> before I share something, um, Brian, um, on the the teacher cast chat was just asking what professional administrative organizations and associations do we belong to or follow to grow as an administrator um, so I think I'll, we can stop and answer that I um, belong to NAESP yeah. and ASCD um, and love those as well as our state association in Wisconsin which is um, ASA how about the rest of you um, I follow, I'm a member of NAESP as well as and and the NASSP because our school is pre-K through eight, so we also cover um, partial of the secondary school and then our Michigan um, our Michigan administration uh, and I think oh and we have MANS which is the Michigan Association of Non-Public Schools. So uh, because we're not we're not a public school district, so we were a part of that as well. And McCull, McCull is our um, music edu or not music. I'm sorry, I was a music teacher for a while. It's the Michigan uh, Educators uh, Computer Learning Computer Users and Learning, I think is what it stands for. But it's the the tech education group in Michigan. That's cool. That's uh, same thing. Uh, ASCD. I, I've learned a lot from ASCD. Uh, NAESP had an opportunity to present there uh, this summer. I know they're really trying to do a lot of work with their social media campaign uh, and and getting more connected. And then we have state and local associations that I'm involved with as well. Uh, but I tell you what, biggest. I mean, biggest learning that I've had. Uh, besides the organizations, is Twitter. You know, CP Chat and. Uh, you know, Twitter mentors like Jessica and Kurt, who was mentioned earlier, and then uh, just everyone else that's out there. I think one of the biggest, and I have to plug him because he's also helping us out. But I mean, what a what a wealth of information just going to TeacherCast as far as um, professional development. You sure. can learn about so many things through TeacherCast. Yeah, all kinds of podcasts and chats. 
All right. Um, the one thing I was just going to share this week, um, I love making screencasts to help my teachers just learn different tech things to do. Um, and I've finally figured out how to screencast on my iPad using Edu Creations. Um, and it's an app that we've used with our students before. Um, but previously, you, you'd get your pictures put in of what you wanted, and you'd start recording, and then you mess up, and you have to start all over, and it would wipe out your whatever's on each of your screens. Um, and I tweeted to Educreations of how painful that was, and please, you know, update that. And they finally did. Um, and so I just I made a screencast the other day for my teachers using Educreations, and it was like super super fast. So. Um, I just thought that just sharing that tool to be able to podcast on your iPad or not podcast, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. screencast to be able to, you know, show a how-to of how to do something on your iPad. Um, however, the only weird glitch is that um, when I embedded um, that video clip that I then made in my um, blog post for my teachers, if they were watching it on an iPad, um, this is where I get so goofed up. When you embed it in online, it's um, Java-based or Flash-based so that it doesn't work on the iPad unless you somehow can get the link to open it up in the EduCreations app. So I don't know if anybody has a workaround that, that you make it on an iPad and then it didn't work on the iPad. I don't know. But <laughs> so you, just, you have to share the actual within the EduCreations app. Um, if you're checking out something on, like on a website, it's not going to show up in there. So... Kind of worked, kind of didn't, um, but really easy to, to screencast that way. We um, just jumping on top of the screencasting. We did. Um, we got new laptops this year. It was time for the teachers to to have new new um, machines, and so we ordered MacBook Airs for everyone. And I, being the nerd that I am, love setting up a new computer. So <laughs> I I left it <laughs> for everyone to set up. And I said, I haven't even turned it on. It's, it's all for you. And the only thing I asked them to do was set up their iMessage with their school email accounts because we don't have telephones in the classrooms. We don't have any drops. So we're using iMessage to communicate between the classrooms. Oh. So I said, that's all I asked to do. Just please do that. And I got all these emails. And then we had to download um, numbers, Excel, or numbers, uh, pages, and Keynote. And so I made a screencast doing on how to, you know, copy the, the link, put it in the iTunes account, download the thing. But it just answered so many questions. It's so much easier because then I can watch it over and over again. Okay, so Teresa, since I just got a MacBook Pro and I'm switching from not having a Mac, you oh. just need to share any screencast that you make related to the MacBook Pro <laughs> Will because do. I can hardly use it. And I call Jeff almost daily, and he um, he still responds. He hasn't blocked my calls yet. That's nice. <laughs> so thanks, Jeff. Done and um, done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next on our um, agenda is to talk about something in the news, Ed-related, keeping current. Um, and... I've, I don't have a link to share on an article. I just had read some or heard it on the news one time about parents getting upset about the BMI reports that are going home from PE classes. Um, I don't know if you've heard this in the news. Um, I know our school does do this where um, I can't even think of what the assessment is. Um, is it the principal's um, or the president's? It's uh, something like that. President's physical fitness? 
It's a, it's a fitness test, and so okay. then the kids get an actual report, and I know I loved getting one on my son last year, and it, he loved it, like seeing what he needed to work on and what he was good at and what he wasn't. So just kind of throwing that out there. What do you think about that? Why are parents upset about these reports coming home, and um, how, do we, how do we help um, prevent that, I guess, of parents getting upset over this? Did, was there was there something sent home or communication sent to them beforehand, or did it just come home? Um, well, for us, I mean, I haven't heard in my world of any parents getting upset. I've just okay. been hearing about this on the news. So um, oh, okay. I do know for for my school, it went home with their report card. It was, you know, it was from that that page was from the Fayed teacher. It was really obvious to know that that was from Fayed, and right. it went home with the mailing that also included the report card. Um, okay. Can I just ask a, a clarification, and then I'll go with what, what I think about this, but what's phi ed? Phys ed. Oh. Is that what you yeah, call it, phys, Jess? Yeah, we, what do you call it over there? We call it phys ed. Well, phys ed, oh. yeah, or if you call it gym, then a lot of times you'll say that's the, that's the place education. where it is. Right. It's really supposed to be called physical education, but phi well, ed, huh? I call it phi ed over here in Wisconsin. Josie. <laughs> <laughs> Josie in the chat room says BMI reports sound a bit intrusive. And that's what I was going to say, too. I, I could see where parents would think it's a little bit intrusive, but I think um, like w one of the things that we've been doing is, um, and we just got a bronze medal for this, and uh, I have two teachers that are going to be going down to Little Rock, Little Rock Arkansas, uh, to uh, receive this award, and we have another school in the district that got a silver uh, medal. And th these are pretty extensive um, awards through the the Healthy Schools Initiative, um, right. and they're going to get a chance to meet Bill Clinton and all this kind of stuff, which is wow, really cool. cool. And and part of that is, um, you know, the recommendations is taking that information from your either your FIED or your phys ed teachers uh, and whatever that assessment is, and making sure and doing it with the nurse uh, and making sure right. that uh, that information is communicated with the parents. Um, and I think it's all under the guise of you know childhood obesity and you know, uh, impacting um, you know this from a from a healthy perspective, but I can right. see where you know uh, parents could think you know maybe that's something that needs to go through the doctor's office or whatever. But I think um, I think if we look at it from you know the perspective of it's also data and that we can you know help students with that. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's a, a sounding board that we could begin to have that discussion. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think I, about that, Teresa? Like, at your, do you guys do anything that with your? You know what? We we don't. Um, w in regards to sending home the BMI, as a, I mean, my kids go to the school. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm back and forth on it because I can understand. The, the feeling that it might be obtrusive, I can completely get it. However, um, you know, most of what physical education now and the, you know, the, the healthy initiative is making sure that the students are, um, sorry, I'm trying to read Josie's chat while we're in here too, and Justin, I'll, I'll discuss in a second, but you know, part of part of what this is intended to do is to help them learn how to be healthy and be healthy students, healthy adults. And you know, I almost feel from the educational standpoint that it's not 
that it's not bad. Now see this, and okay, and see this is where I'm, Josie says we should, we probably have to engage all participants first, get the kids signing on to wanting it, and then she says it should be done with the kids, not for them. If they engage and take ownership, then it could make sense. The potential for shaming is high. We need to engage kids first, then families on board with the goals, and learning how to be healthy cannot be imposed. Um, yeah, I mean, it, if it's something that, that, you know, the phys ed teacher is working one-on-one -on -one with the students, if it's a, you know, I mean, it's, it's almost like reading levels, the way I'm thinking about it is, you know, if there's a student who is in a lower reading level, you know, we work with them on how to correct that. So if, if we have a student with a higher BMI, wouldn't we try to fix that too? And it's, I mean, we don't, the kids know which reading groups they're in, and, and I'm sure that there's a little bit of shaming that happens with that too. But our job is to teach them and teach them appropriately how to handle, you know, what it is that we're giving them. I, I don't know. I don't know. In our in our school, I don't I don't know how it would go over. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. But I, I don't know. I think if it's dealt with the right way, I think it's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and some really good points brought up. Yeah, a lot of good stuff in the chat. All right. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm getting a little stressed out from all the different screens to follow. Um, but there was another question not related to that from Justin, um, who almost has the same last name as me, um, and I just lost it already. Um, he asked, "Does anyone know how computers or tablets are being used to enhance instruction in high school math classes?" I know there's a lot of people using them for assessments, but not heard much about um, instruction. And actually, that's a good question. I just read an article um, last week about a school who just bought all this new technology so that they'd be ready for the new assessments. And I thought, that is not why you should be buying your technology. It should be for instruction. Um, so in terms of high school math, um, I the only thing I can speak to from in my district is I know that they are using technology for um, this very individualized math program online called Alex. Um, and in terms of high school, that's all I can talk about. But I know in um, like in the elementary, my school, we have a lot of technology um, that's available to them, obviously, on their iPads, but um, specific programs for the math program that we use called Math Expressions. Um, and then often they use EduCreations on their iPads um, in just um, going through the process of, ex process of explaining and showing how to solve a math problem. Yeah. I got the others. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I'm not so. I'm not so sold on iPads. Uh, in you high guys school, doing, probably not. Yeah, you guys are doing awesome, yeah. like with the one-on-one -on -one initiatives and stuff. But I have to um, kind of bring up a point, and I know you're you weren't too much of a big fan of that. But we're going, you know, to that park system uh, of assessments, and we don't have enough devices right now. So I know that's a big conversation that's happening, you know, in our school district is how are we going to be able to build the capacity and we're going to have to get more devices and, you know, they, they sort of have suggestions on, on what you can use for the, the park assessments. And I know that iPad is one of the options and you can get a keyboard and stuff, but, uh, you know, I'm thinking like with us, we're probably going to lead more towards laptops, um, but it's a shame, but the way that I look at it is, well, at least we're going to be getting more devices. Like, mm -hmm. it may be under the guise of, of assessment, but we are going to get more devices in the kids' hands. Um, I don't know. Teresa, what do you think about that? Um, you know what? We, we have 
actually the the one of the schools that my school feeds into um, has a math a, a math program in which they are one to one. And um, so I know that our eighth graders have been one to one in the past because we send some of our eighth graders over to the high school to utilize that that math class for the the more advanced math. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't personally been in that situation yet. I haven't gotten a chance to go over there and see it, but um, I you know they utilize it a lot. I don't know exactly what it is. My um, my, uh, in Michigan, we use, I'm sorry if you can hear yeah, that's that. awesome. I, <laughs> they're, they're singing to you, I can mom. see you guys are saying sorry <laughs> not to laugh. Are they saying tea time? Yell. <laughs> he's yelling sleep time, and I don't know why he's not in bed. It's quarter after ten. He's four. <laughs> he you want to sleep. I don't know. we got to find out who that kid's mom is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really darn principal's kid that that kid. Oh, wait, yet. it's me. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's cool. Um, you're just, you're doing great, Teresa. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I was trying really hard. So um, we have a we <laughs> we do have um, in in the state of Michigan we do have a, an assessment. Um, Josie and I were just. Um, going back and forth. Oh, she thought I was a cat. Yeah, he sounds like a cat sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> she said, um, technology is for learning, not testing. And I, I was just typing in before Jacob started on his, his um, you know, serenade that, um, that we, have, we have a testing system in Michigan that they utilize the iPads for. And I don't know much about it because it's only for the schools that are one-to-one, -one, but um, we we don't need to use it. Only the public schools do it. Public schools do MEEPS, which are the Michigan Educational Assessment Programs, and we do Iowa testing. So we don't have to do this technological test. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Lots of stuff. All right. Well, we are already to the end where we're going to share principles to follow on Twitter. So each time we'll each recommend another principle, which I do have to say, this is really hard to just pick one each week because there are so it many so that are awesome. Um, so I'm going to start off by sharing um, that you should all follow Tony Sinanis in New York. Um, his last name is an anagram, which I think is really cool. Um, he is on Twitter. He is Cantiog Lead, which is, I have to spell it, it's C-A-N-T-I-A-G-U-E underscore lead um, and he is the principal of I can't remember what school right now but I know his school has been a blue ribbon school um, I know he's been on the teacher cast podcast um, and he's got a really awesome blog that I like to follow um, it's leading motivated learners .blogspot.com. Um, and most recently he posted um, a, a blog post called I'm a nine um, and I don't know maybe um, spike you can ex oh wait no spike you're New Jersey never mind but um, in New York, how educators are given a number between 1 through 20 based on test scores and evaluations. And he wrote about how he is, was given a 9. Um, and I actually read it the day after we got our state retest, um, our state report card back, um, which is embargoed right now, so I can't share what that is. But every time I get that back, I always beat myself up that it's not high enough or whatever. And I just really appreciated reading his honesty about it. Um, he's always very open and honest about how he feels about all this testing that we have to do and um, just just everything. He's just a great person to follow. 
I got a chance to meet him in person at NAESP this summer and have connected with him as well. He's he's a really good guy. I really like him too, Jess. Uh, great pick. Um, okay, so I'll go next. Um, I'm going to uh, bring up Joe Mazza. He was talked about earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. Joe, who I've, I've had the opportunity to meet a couple times in person as well because he's not very far from me. He's on the outside of Philadelphia, so he's only about 45 minutes away. I've actually been to his school um, and brought my – because he's really um, – he is a, a – he has one of the leading researchers right now. I uh, just finished his dissertation on parent involvement and using social media. So um, I brought my one of my uh, parent engagement uh, teachers, and then also our home and school association president. And we went out. And we did a visit. So we met with him, with Joe and his um, his PTA president Gwen, who's also on Twitter. And um, I should probably give you. So he's at Joe underscore Mazza, M-A-Z-Z-A, and uh, he has a really good blog as well. Um, he visited uh, Finland. I think he's, pre he's presenting in Australia later on in the year, uh, but he's just become a really good um, you know, colleague, and I've learned a lot from him, and he's very involved with the PT chat, uh, parent-teacher mm -hmm. chat, and I don't know. Does anybody know what day that is on? I think I want to say... I think that's Wednesdays. Wednesdays, yeah. Right before EduCoach. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's um, he's a really hard worker, uh, but a really really nice guy. And uh, if, like I said, I've had the opportunity to meet him uh, a couple times. So. Um, yep, I'm Joe actually. Massa. Yeah, I met him at ASCD too. He's a, he's an awesome guy. And I've also met who Teresa's going to talk about next. Yay! Whoa. My turn. Um, the person that I'm going to uh, plug today is George Kuros. Um, oh, yeah. He's yeah, at G Kuros, C-O-U-R-O-S, and I've already tweeted out um, the, uh, the link. But uh, he has a blog, ConnectedPrinciples.com, and he is a Canadian administrator. He now, I believe he was a building administrator before, but now he works uh, with the district itself. And uh, he started this year a, it's called, it's hashtag, you can follow it, hashtag SAVMP, and it's the School Administrator Virtual Mentor Program, and it is, um, it's a great program. He gives us, every week, he gives a, a blog, um, a post for us to think about and consider, um, consider uh, talking about, and if not, um, just something you know to think about as you're going, and then it's got. Um, he's and then he sets three uh, mentees up with a mentor, and so it's it's kind of like what we're doing here, but on a much 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 larger scale. And so if you want to follow, I'll put that in the tweet in the tweet uh, as well. The SAVMP hashtag. Um, it's a it's a really great thing. And George is followed by. I think every administrator on the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. So if you're not already following him, you just have to. He's got um, just so much insight, and he's so um, he's just so connected. is just just awesome. So George is my pick for this week. Yeah, I've got a chance to meet George before as well, so I'm very happy to to report on that because he is like on in person. A lot of times, I love that. Like you meet somebody in person, and they're you know as, right. as cool as, as you would think they are. Uh, George is going to be the keynote speaker at Eric Scheninger's uh, Edscape conference, which is um, Jeff. If you can help me out on this, I know it's October, 
um, and it's going to be up in um, at Eric's school in New Milford. That will be October nineteenth, and it'll be broadcasted yes. live on TeacherCast.tv. Yeah, yes. so he's going to be the the keynote there, and uh, like you said, Teresa, just a fantastic uh, guy. And I do believe, because I always mention this to my superintendent, his new job is he's the director of innovation for his yes. um, his school district, and I just think that's a fascinating job. Yeah, and I'm telling you what, with I I don't have off the top of my head as I'm talking here. Um, you know, George is one of those people where, you know, he's, like you said, you literally, you know, you you look at these people and shout, he has 37,600 followers. 37,600 people following him. And every time I tweet something with his, with his name or his, um, and the hashtag, he responds back. Mm-hmm. He 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 uh, he replies. He sends direct messages. It's unbelievable. So, um, just a, a hugely awesome resource. And of course, we also have to make sure you're following TeacherCast. That's Jeff Bradbury who's mm-hmm. running that, and he's always got great things and so many podcasts to follow to learn from there. So this is the end of our chat. Our, we made it through our first one. Thanks to Jeff without any other major tech <laughs> issues like we had last time that we tried to make happen. So where can we find everybody on Twitter after this or your blogs or anything? Um, Spike, where can we find you? Uh, I'm at Dr. Spike Cook on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, follow me there. And then also my uh, my personal blog is drspikecook.com. And then my school blog is rmbaconweekly.blogspot.com um, and uh, just want to thank everybody for uh, listening, participating, and then especially those who are going to see the show at a later time. And Teresa? I am at Principal Stagger, S-T-A-G-E-R, on Twitter, and my blog is principalstagger.blogspot.com. I always say it's blog blog spot. Um, I do have my uh, my work email but we've got that or my work not my work email my work uh, blog but we've got that protected because I use it uh, with information going to the teachers but that's where you can find me. All right, and I'm Principal J on Twitter and my blog is principalj.net um, and I do have a staff blog if somebody wants to see that you can just DM me and I'll send you that. Um, but I do just want to say we will be here again um, next Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time or 9.30 Eastern Time or I don't know wherever you are. Um, the will be on iTunes, thanks to Jeff. We um, Our show notes will be up on principalcast.com and I'm looking at the rest of his notes of where the um, <laughs> archives to view this will be at teachercast.net slash YouTube. And thanks for following as we try to figure, as I try to follow all the show notes. <laughs> Have a great week. Thanks for watching. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? 
you need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.